What is up, listeners? Welcome back to the Ringmasters Podcast, Central Michigan Life's wrestling podcast. We are going to talk about wrestling headed into the most important season of the year. I am joined, as always, by Jamison Galloway. Jamison, we have big news to talk about. March Madness is about to start. Yes, I cannot wait. Uh, one of the one of the best days of the year for me tomorrow and Friday, so I'm pumped up. My mind's on basketball, but it's WrestleMania season, so yeah. we got a lot to talk about here. Yeah, you've got like three TVs in your apartment. Yeah, we're, we're going to set up three TVs. It's a spectacle, man. It's just a big full day of sitting on the couch watching basketball. That's going to be what WrestleMania is going to be because that show <laughs> yeah. is going to be at least six hours. Yeah, a full day of watching wrestling. Exactly. Yeah. So we're going to pregame WrestleMania with March Madness. Yeah. I think is the thinking here. Yeah, just prime me up. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. And then we'll get going. Did you have a good break? I did. Uh, it was it was a nice break. Uh, I miss Florida. So do I. Uh, especially when it's, it's snowing out right got now. Got my souvenir t-shirt. Yeah, the souvenir t-shirt <laughs> yeah. on. That's good. And uh, it was a great time, but I got back and it was snowing and yep. everything was miserable. Yep. And then I, I had to buy groceries and I was broke. But uh, other than that, it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. I went to Fort Lauderdale, so I wasn't too far from you. And uh, yeah, 85 degree weather every day. And Michigan welcomes them back with uh, 17 degree weather and snow. So yeah. not exactly... Uh, a great uh, homecoming, but we should have like done. We've gotten together down there and had a podcast on the beach. Oh, that would have been great. That would have been our best podcast ever. Just it it would have been great. Carefree, eating some wings. You know, either be our best podcast or our last podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. One of the, one of the two. Best of the last. That's right. <laughs> yeah, the grand finale. But uh, anywho, we got a lot of wrestling news to talk about today. Um, headed into WrestleMania, as mentioned, uh, we had WWE pay per view Fastlane happen. Uh, we were both off last week, but we'd like to kick off the show with that. Um, because a lot of those same angles are going to translate into WrestleMania, or at least will be the penultimate angle before the WrestleMania angle that will be going into that weekend. And that's all anybody's talking about. So let's get into WrestleMania. Uh, let's get into Fastlane, Jameson. Jumping the gun. I cannot stop saying that word. <laughs> it just keeps coming off my tongue. Yeah, we can get into Fastlane. And uh, my guy, Goldberg, he's he's the universal champ right now. I bet you love that. I did love it. Yeah, I was pretty, I was, uh, my my five-year-old self was uh, jumping up and down inside. That was that was pretty exciting. I know there's people that don't like it, but uh, yeah, that you knew that's where they were going. And because the Brock Lesnar-Goldberg feud needed the belt, I guess. I don't think it did, but well, you know they're going to do it. After what happened in their last match um, at WrestleMania, they needed something more just in case the crowd doesn't, uh, let's say, poo all over the match. But, I mean, I highly doubt the crowd's going to be that hostile again. Um, but do you really think that they're going to do better now if there's more to lose, potentially? I, I mean, I think it's a little more intriguing with the belt. And what are they going to... So so now we ask the question, so Brock Lesnar's going to... Probably the favorite to win. So that now Brock Lesnar's going to take the belt, and where does that go? Or does somehow Goldberg shot the world again and keep the belt? You know, it, it adds a little more mystery to the match. Yeah. Uh, it's it's the same problem that Goldberg had initially, where he's this awesome guy who comes in and beats people in a few minutes and just or a minute, uh, barely minute twenty five for Brock Lesnar, the toughest guy right. in WWE by far, the most protected, um, the one of the biggest spectacles, biggest draws, and he comes in and beats him, and then it's like, okay, what if Goldberg fights this guy for this belt, and what if he gets this opportunity, and that's sort of Goldberg's trap. Yeah, like you get him into these matches, and he's not really built for those. Not to just knock Bill Goldberg, I mean, props to anyone for being 51 years old and getting back in the ring, but at the same time, just that's going to be a pretty physical situation for him to be in, just that going that, I don't know if they're going to go 15 minutes. I really hope they don't. Rumors have it, it's going to be five to seven minutes, which seems like the golden window for them, but uh, I'm really not sure what to make of that. Uh, Jameson, this, uh, your thoughts? This whole Goldberg thing is still like surreal to me because I, I think about, I've been wanting Goldberg back for like the last decade. 
and like, oh man, how cool it would be if like Goldberg was in WWE right now. How cool it would be. And like, and now we're what, 12 years later, he's, he's a 50 year old man and now it's happening. Like now everything I wanted like 10 years ago or five years ago is happening now. And it just seems like, why couldn't we have gotten this so long ago when he was younger, could go a little more and um, maybe have that 10 to 15 minute match. But hey, I'm not complaining. If it's happening, it's happening. He's the champ. And uh, it's just cool to see Goldberg hold a WWE championship belt and in my eyes. Uh, and I'm excited for the, the Lesnar match. I, I got I got no worries about it. Yeah, that should be interesting because uh, Brock Lesnar is used to fighting WWE guys and just doing a Brock Lesnar match and just killing them and maybe they're able to overcome or some some something else happens using a triple threat. Somebody right. might get one up on him. But it'll be very interesting to see the type of match that they have because Goldberg is not like any other performers. It's interesting. It feels like is this, like this is the way wrestling should be, right? Like two guys and you just want to throw them at each other and see what happens because you really don't know. Right. They're not just going to do wrestling moves for 10 minutes. <laughs> no, yeah, because yeah. Lesnar has been squashing people for, I don't know, five years now. Ever, ever since he beat Undertaker, he just squashes everyone. And Goldberg has come back squashing everyone. So, I mean, something's got to change, you know? It's, it's not going to be a squash either way. That's why I think, uh, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a fun match to watch. And who, who's going to come out on top? You think it's just guaranteed Lesnar or... Uh, Lesnar would be the safer bet. Yeah. Because he'll probably hold it until SummerSlam if he takes it there. We'll take it home and we won't see it again until SummerSlam. Yeah, or maybe at Battleground or something. <laughs> Battleground. Or Payback or... <laughs> Fastlane. Whatever or... they do. <laughs> Fastlane again. <laughs> They're going to do Roadblock six times in 2017. Well, okay, what is it with the the, ro- the the car, the driving, like, similes? Well, it's or... the road to WrestleMania, Jameson. Road to WrestleMania. So you got Roadblock, Fastlane. Okay. So that's, that's what they're going on. That's also how long that meeting was. Just what are we going to call these pay-per-views? It's a road to WrestleMania. Like Roadblock, Fastlane. That's it. Let's just do those again. and then Just keep them going. Yeah, yeah. Let's just keep three pay-per-views. We'll throw SummerSlam in there, maybe a Survivor Series and a Royal Rumble. But other than that, we're just going to keep doing Fastlane and Roadblock. Yeah, it's it's these little pay-per-views. where They happen uh, in these interstitial periods, just exactly squarely in between other things. So you think, oh, they're going to take this to correct some booking thing, or they're going to change something. And they don't really change anything. And this one they did, but not really. There was going to be the main event no matter what. And you always expect a little bit more. Like last year, it was Dean Ambrose versus Triple H. And you're briefly hoping that Dean Ambrose was going to be the guy and not Roman Reigns. Yeah. Uh, but that didn't really happen. So I don't really know what to make of these smaller shows. I do love um, like the Beast in the East. That was a great show. Um, network exclusive, right? Yeah, that was network exclusive. They did that. Yeah. That was a great show. There have been some other good ones, but overall, these mini pay per views, I'm just not really sure what to make of them. You know why the Beast in the East was so good? It looked different. It, it didn't look like a generic WWE event. They were in Japan, right? Mm-hmm. And it just the whole venue was different. The the entrance was different. The lighting was different. It felt like an older WCW kind of uh, venue. Everything that we see in WWE pay-per-views and Raw, SmackDown, it all kind of looks the same. I know they've changed it over the last, you know, couple months or years or whatever, but it just everything always is the same. I feel like that's why Beast and These look so different. It made it feel better, made it feel worth more, you know? Yeah, it's like they could tell you that Raw is live in Pittsburgh, and it might be live <laughs> yeah, in L.A., and you, we don't won't, know. you won't know. Exactly. It was just in Detroit on Monday. Yeah. I wouldn't have been able to tell you it was in Detroit, and we've been to that stadium and watched Raw. It's like, yeah, there's no nothing that stands out. You went between Raw, SmackDown, and even the pay-per-view. It all looks like SportsCenter. <laughs> yeah, Doesn't exactly. it? <laughs> yeah, they've changed everything digital. It, it does. SportsCenter, SportsCenter used to be, you know, one little thing. Now SportsCenter's in these 
huge buildings and warehouses and there's one little tiny table in the middle of it. Yeah, that's a good analogy. Anyway, apart from interesting aesthetics and pay-per-views, and we got the WrestleMania main event uh, locked in, guaranteed. It's not changing at this point. At least we're 90% certain. But we have the Tag Team Championships, the Raw Tag Team Championship feud, uh, which appears to be between the club, Enzo Amore, and Big Cass, and who else? Cesaro and Sheamus. Cesaro and Sheamus? I don't even know, and I'm looking at my notes. Uh, Yeah, I think they're mixed in with that. That's not that of an exciting of a angle. No. No, it's not. I don't know exactly why it's not, but nothing's really uh, moving the needle there for me. It's like they made the club look worthless in 2016, about as worthless as they could. Right, and then they give them the belt. Yeah, without making them the shining stars or something. (laughs) And then Enzo and Big Cass, the thing is they never win. They're just there to entertain you. Yep. And Enzo is becoming more and more unlikable. I don't know what it is. But I just hate him more every week. Because he says the same thing. Yeah, and but it's like he can be clever. You know what I mean? He, he can do improv, but the things they have him say. And then Big Cass, who cuts promos that are probably still happening. <laughs> he, he talks so slowly. He does. And he, yeah, you can tell he's reading line from line. But I would, I'm excited for the day those two guys split. Enzo and Big Cass, I think they can have some good single stuff. That's going to be bad. No, Enzo can't. And Big Cass can though. Big, yeah. Big yeah, Cass, you can see Vince McMahon saying, "The big guy, yeah, let's put the title <laughs> on the big guy." And that's what Big Cass will probably yeah. strive as much as Strowman is right now, you know. Yeah, and Enzo is going to be the new Santina. Yeah, I don't. Santino Morella. I, <laughs> yeah. I said Santino, which is. <laughs> yeah, we we. Got yeah, you. yeah, but yeah. I uh, yeah, you're probably right. Who knows what will happen with Enzo? But uh, I, I'm excited to see them go their separate ways. But that's probably not going to happen for at least a year. Yeah, but we're moving towards a triple threat currently. Uh, so that should be good, I guess. I don't, I don't even know. J- Jameson, um, which one of these three worthless teams is going to win at WrestleMania? <laughs> I say they probably put it on Enzo and Cass because they haven't won it yet. They haven't won anything yet. Ever. Ever. So they didn't in NXT either. It would make sense. Yeah, it would make sense that they, they finally win at WrestleMania because they're over and everybody loves their catchphrases and stuff. But uh, I don't see it. I don't see Sheamus and Cesaro winning it. I'll say that. I don't. Uh, I want to see Sheamus and Cesaro split up and then have one match, and Cesaro just spends five minutes booting him between his ears and just decisively wins and then uh, finally gets to become something special. I feel like <laughs> such a dead record saying uh, such a broken record saying that, but I wish it would happen. So I like how you just went right to Raw Tag Team Championships. <laughs> well, that was that was the next thing on my notes. Okay, all right, all right. And well, go, take us to somewhere more exciting, Jameson. Okay, I'm gonna take us right to because I don't know why, but this is really, really on my mind right now. Is Triple H, Seth Rollins? I thought you were gonna say Cruiserweights. So I was about to ask <laughs> no, you to leave. Gosh, no, no, I wasn't. I, I gotta, t- I gotta take us in somewhat of a bigger direction. All right, Triple H and Rollins, go. Seth Rollins and Triple H. Okay, first of all, Raw on Monday. Why is it necessary to completely publicly? humiliate Mick Foley in front of the entire wrestling world. What, what is What does that prove? And I realize he got to put the Sacco on Triple H, but he annihilated him and annihilated him for five minutes, just tore the guy's life apart. Like, is that necessary for Triple H to do? No, but he's the COO. I know, he can do whatever he wants, but, I mean, like, after, like, the third minute, I'm like, okay, we get it. You're going to rip him apart. And then it just kept going, and he brought up his kids, and then he brought up how... He, his body's given up on him, and it's like, okay, Triple H, we get you're a bodybuilder. You can roll through anybody, and you're 40 years old. Just like, really, Mick Foley's a legend. Like, calm down a little bit. 
Yeah, the problem with me, because I always complain about Commissioner Foley or General Manager Foley or any incarnation of Foley that isn't a wrestler, uh, and part of it is that you can't really identify with him because as a wrestler, you really identified with how much he got hurt, and not just taking bad bumps, but just as a character, he was clearly tortured. And so then when you come out and you do a work shoot on his real life and then just have him get humiliated without any comeuppance because Stephanie McMahon and Triple H will never be beaten is the problem is that they, they aren't just villains who will go away or reinvent themselves. They're just always going to be there. And they couldn't even let, I wasn't even as upset about that. That was uncomfortable, but I was more upset at Seth Rollins. They can't even make him look good for one night when they have him come back. And it was so perfect. He was just going to punch Triple H and Triple H is going to run away. But Triple H had to do the most horrible leg lock you've ever seen on his injured knee after bending his crutch over his knee and just had to look tough. And the problem is that they don't see this as a problem because they think it's building Seth Rollins towards Mania. They say, oh, yeah, we're creating sympathy for him as a character. But you, you can't just make him look worthless up until he wins because then the audience won't know how to respond. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I understand. It, it, it would have made a lot of sense for Triple H to just end up running away, but it's Triple H. And and I'm I'm a Triple H guy. You know that. I've, I know. I've praised Triple H on this podcast many times, but I did not enjoy the uh, humiliation of Mick Foley. And, and, and we're people, you know, that push for the Attitude Era, and they finally, you know, they, they, they cross the line a little bit, and we freak out, but... It just—I didn't think Mick Foley was the guy that deserved that. You know, they—I I mean, there. What? What? How many bully campaigns do they put on a commercial every single week? That was—that was close to over the line of just bullying the guy, bullying. And he, he called him a monkey. He called him like pretty much, "You're my servant, and do what I say," because you're a monkey. I mean, that was just—I felt like it was over the line, and I—I I, I don't know. Like you said, it, it felt a little uncomfortable. Yeah. Now the problem is that I don't want to be the guy to say oh, heels should always be people you hate and disagree with. At least in some part. And AJ Styles right now is a good example of how to do a heel role well because he's the best and Mm -hmm. also because SmackDown wants to build people and writes them well. But heels should be people you disagree with. You want to see them get their comeuppance. But at the same time, Triple H's character is that he's always been the best, even when he never was, even Mm -hmm. though he's not. Right. And he always thinks he's the best, but he has so much control over what's going on and people know that context that you really can't see it. So you can't, he can't really be a normal heel the way he's supposed to. It's not, and I don't like, it's not this vibe of he's, he's going to beat up Seth Rollins. Now I want to see Seth Rollins beat him up. It's he's beating up Seth Rollins because that's what he does. So we're in this weird place where I sort of just want wrestling to be completely fake. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I get what you're saying. And, and also, I mean, it was triple H is one of the best at at cutting promos, especially today, but it, 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 was, it felt like an Attitude Era promo. I mean, he, was, he wasn't holding back at all, other than, you know, swearing it or, or whatever. But I feel like if we saw that from more guys, too many people are worried about um, offending people in the back or offending Vince or, or Vince is not going to like them crossing the line of PG to Attitude Era. Triple H can do that because he's Triple H. He pretty much, behind Vince, he runs the company, you know? If more people came out on the mic and just said whatever the hell was on their mind, kind of like CM Punk did then this Triple H rant on Mick Foley wouldn't seem that bad. It wouldn't seem that uncomfortable because everybody's, you know, shooting on people. But Triple H is the only one that do it, so it's, it's just... And, and, of course, it's on Mick Foley. I don't know. I wish more people would step up and, and, and get on the mic like Triple H does, and then it wouldn't seem so bad when Triple H annihilates a guy on live television. Yeah, it would... It's all about context. WWE says it's all about moments. 
Jameson, they want you to know it's all about moments. The yeah. WrestleMania moment. Even in kayfabe, they acknowledge it. Like, it's all about the moments. But not really. I mean, it is, but I don't know. It's it's like that time when John Cena was t- was cutting a promo on Alberto Del Rio, and he said, those aren't even your cars. Yeah. WWE rents those for you. <laughs> and I just thought, you have no right to shoot on anybody. Like, there is, like, CM Punk can come out here and say that he's been neglected because there's context for it. But I don't, you have so many tools at your disposal, you don't need to, or you shouldn't, or it should be your responsibility to choose not to, at least if you can. Uh, It's, I don't know. It's just confounding to me. It's such a hard situation to explain. Yeah, it is. And, um, yeah, I'm, I think Seth Rollins is going to be, he looks healthy when, when he needs to be. I don't think the knee is as bad as we're, or or they're, they're portraying it as, I don't think the injury was as bad. I think it was a somewhat of a work. Well, he's also. Well, I think it was legit, but he's also a CrossFit Jesus and one of the right. most hardest working people in the world. But but come WrestleMania, he twenty days or how many days we're out now, he's gonna be ready to go. I don't think it's gonna hold him back. Yeah, he's gonna be ready to go, and he's gonna go over. I just want him yeah. going over to be as good as it can be. Yeah, that's that's what we're really concerned about. Because no way is Triple H going over here. I'd laugh. I if mean, it happened. It is true. You never know. There's yeah. there are times that we've said that about Triple H or McMahon before, and they go over. Moving on. Okay. All right, let's move on. You, you pick the next one. Where do you want to go? Uh, Raw Women's Championship. Okay. Uh, this was one of my favorite moments from the other night on Raw when Dana Brooke turned face and the crowd bought it. It was weird because she's been off television for a while and I didn't even notice she was gone until she came back. And I said, wait a minute, where's Dana Brooke been? <laughs> but we haven't been talking about her in our recaps. I haven't seen her in any segments. Well, she came back like a few weeks ago, but she was gone for this weird extended period of time. She might have been hurt or something, but I didn't hear anything about it. And now she comes back, and uh, she turns on Charlotte, and the crowd's chanting, and it reminds me of when Alex Riley turned face on Miz. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I mean, I hope it goes better than that, <laughs> but all of a sudden I think we found something for Dana Brooke to do. And that is? I'd be a face, I guess. <laughs> we we found another women's wrestler on the roster okay. who just doesn't have to be attached to another woman. We have Sasha Banks <laughs> turning heel. Uh, Bailey has been ruined. Uh, NXT. We saw she, that. Coming, she was though. great. She was great in NXT, and I think you can see why, even without watching NXT, because she's someone who you like to believe in. Yeah. But she's so entitled and unlikable. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't transfer over. It's one of those characters that just doesn't transfer over from NXT to the main roster. Yeah, and. It's it's the problem of like not being able to overcome bad material. It's like not everybody is gonna be Daniel Bryan and can get around that right. and remain likable. Not to compare these two at all, but just it's not a situation where you can see them through it. It's the crowds are gonna stop seeing the value when they really shouldn't. And that's just frustrating to me. They spend years building someone up and then they hand her over creatively to these people who just really don't care as much. And then you wind up with her as champion on Raw and breaking the streak, the pay-per-view streak at Fastlane, the streak that you've been telling me about for months has been yeah. broken on frickin' Fastlane. Yeah, that didn't make sense either, other than, they're now you know what they're going to say, Charlotte hasn't lost with the belt at a pay-per-view. Uh, they're just going to keep changing it around. I can't I can't wait to hear that. Oh, You know Michael. that's going to come out of Michael Cole's mouth is Charlotte Flair undefeated as champion at a pay-per-view. And, and next thing will be undefeated on a Tuesday with raining outside and they're just going to keep undefeated <laughs> undefeated in the main going. event of the show right yeah yeah but um cool. yeah raw raw women's championship i mean they they have a match a triple threat match the smackdown women's championship is just like alexa bliss versus everybody i guess yeah <laughs> it's the champion versus every available challenger which would be a fun time to get some people on the show who no- aren't normally on it and then start building but 
why is it that I'm so more so much more optimistic towards that than Raw? Because SmackDown you have uh, Mickey James uh, versus Becky Lynch, which is just sort of wrestling based. Then you have her versus Alexa Bliss, which is about their pursuit of the title. And then you have um, Naomi's obviously injured. But Carmella. You have Carmella who's out there who's a wild card. You have Natalia who's sort of a heel who can't get anything done. If you have these characters and they have relationships outside of titles, so when you throw them all together, there's going to be all these cool moments in there. In the in the Raw Triple Threat, I don't think we're going to get that. No, I don't think so either. It uh, it's gonna you know it's going to end with Charlotte going over. It's going to. It might end with uh, a heel turn from Sasha is what I predict because she is cheating and cheating <laughs> and just blatantly cheating. Yeah, grabbing the tights. Grabbing the tights, yeah. hitting people with crutches, <laughs> using the excuse that she was probably going to cheat, so I just did. Hey, I won't, I'm not going to turn on Sasha. No, Sasha is a more natural heel anyway. Yeah, she is. Her character is. You're right. But Kind of like Roman just, Reigns is a natural heel, and now we're finally getting that. Yeah. Somewhat. Jameson, would you like to take us into what we've been talking about for three years with Roman Reigns? Roman Reigns and Undertaker? Yeah. I, I can take us into that. Yeah, that, that match has been rumored, yeah, since, what, the day after WrestleMania last year? Um, yeah, this is, uh, whose who's yard is it? Who's... Whose yard is it? Is it Undertaker's or is <laughs> it Roman Reigns? It's a property Reigns? dispute is what yeah. this is. <laughs> They're just disputing Of the highest property. order. Um, but yeah, th- we, we knew this was coming. Um, does I, I try to ask myself when I'm watching this, does Roman Reigns deserve Undertaker at WrestleMania? Wow. Probably. That's not. I, I wouldn't ask that question. He probably does. Um, I guess because he's just been at the top of the line. He's been at the top of the roster for a while now. He's been their guy even though we don't like him or the, the smart marks don't like him. I think just people in general. He's gonna he's gonna beat Undertaker at WrestleMania, isn't he? And and we're all gonna he better stay if he does beat Undertaker at WrestleMania, he better stay heel and not come out raw the next night and be the guy and just kinda do what he's doing right now. There's no way. No, he's gotta he's gotta be the killer now. He's gotta be like, I don't care if you guys like me or not or don't like me. He's gotta tell us not to like him. Yeah. But he's, he is gonna he's gonna end Undertaker's career. Yeah, I... That's the guy that's going to do it. I have a prediction, and I was reading, and Jim Ross made a prediction. Good right, old JR. JR. Awesome. I wish I miss him so much. We should get him on the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be great. We were listening to this terrible two-man SmackDown commentary team because half of them just aren't <laughs> at work. Didn't decide to show up. The first time, I actually miss uh, Mara Winala a little bit on the show. You're not it, a Tom Phillips guy? No, nah, I'm not. I'm okay. not really a Tom Phillips guy. Oh. I see. He, I, he's just such a flat line. I loved when Chris Jericho was calling that other guy Tom Phillips on That Monday. was funny. <laughs> that, was that was because he could not get Tom Phillips' name right for months. No, he never called Tom Phillips Tom until the other guy. And finally, when he gets it right, it's the wrong guy. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> that is funny. Chris Jericho's a, a mastermind. But anyways, go on with JR. What was JR got He's say? great. But JR predicts if you want to get Roman Reigns lots and lots of heat, then you have him go over The Undertaker after a low blow or some cheating yeah. or... And then beat him down after the maybe not beat him down after the match, but have it be this hard hitting match. But Roman Reigns takes a shortcut and decides to be the jerk that everybody just wants him to be. And the ultimate irony there is um, that once he turns heel, everybody's gonna love him. And then when he turns face, people are actually gonna love him. Is that is that right from Jr. or was that last part? That, you? that last part might okay, have been good. Me. But good. I actually no, he said that. But, <laughs> Either way, that's a good point. But yeah. um, thank God that. Brock Lesnar broke the streak and not Roman Reigns. 
if th- imagine if Undertaker's undefeated right now and Roman Reigns is the guy to break the streak. Wouldn't that be better for Roman if you're going to turn him heel, though? It would be better for Roman, but not not as... In, in my eyes, no, I'd be more upset. Like, just really, Roman Reigns is going to be the... Roman Reigns, out of all the history of wrestling, is going to be the guy to break that streak. Brock Lesnar, at least, is going to go down as one of the biggest monsters of all time. I know, but Lesnar was... It was this weird paradox where the guy who's qualified to break the streak doesn't need to. Whereas Roman Reigns, you would hate him forever. He'd finally be a top heel. We already hate him, though. I know, but, I mean, if if that had happened, or if it had happened instead, like if it's somehow their place has been switched, then I think that would have been great. But I'm not really sure what to make <laughs> of that. Uh, I hadn't really thought about Roman Reigns breaking the streak before. Yeah, it's an interesting thought, isn't it? it but it, it well, it's not. It doesn't matter because I mean, Brock Lesnar, Brock Lesnar broke it. But uh, I, I think that I mean, does does Undertaker going over make any sense here? No, I don't think so either. No. But but I, I asked the question at the beginning of this uh, segment: Does Roman Reigns deserve Undertaker? And and you were taken back. What what's your thoughts on that? Absolutely. Uh, I think he's been around long enough, and he's really great at his job. It's just the things he isn't good at get amplified because he has so much exposure and people are so critical of him but he's really one of the best guys there now and it, not just them telling us that he is and uh, he can work a certain type of match and he can believably go against the undertaker and i am excited to see it it's going to be hard hitting and physical i hope we get something like batista undertaker where it's just this non-stop madhouse brawl but i really do think he deserves it and i hope this puts us in a different Roman Reigns era. Yeah, no, I, I hope so too. Yeah. Why I say does he deserve it is because I would rather see AJ Styles Undertaker. I would rather see John Cena Undertaker at this point than Roman Reigns. I'm not he he has been good at his job for for a while now. Roman Reigns has, but I think it would be more impactful, especially if this is Taker's last mania to be AJ Styles or John Cena. Well, yeah, if if we're talking about rebooking the WrestleMania card, I don't think any match on here is not not that they're all bad, but apart from Owens and Jericho and maybe a few others, I would have wanted different matches from almost everything. Yeah, that's true. But in terms of Roman Reigns versus Taker, they could do worse. So I, yeah. I definitely think if they're going to do something with Roman Reigns and if they're going to have him go over somebody and it could benefit him to make him a heel and it could retire Taker. So you could get a lot of things done with that match. But, yeah, I would have rather seen uh, Cena and Joe was one proposed match. That would be awesome. Yeah. Or Cena and Undertaker, which they were thinking about for a while, which I would have loved to have seen. <laughs> you, but, you can't expect that yeah. Cena's not exactly happy that his match at WrestleMania is against Maurice and The Miz with Nikki on his side. I mean, that's not the ideal WrestleMania match for him. No. And if they don't put Miz and Maurice over, I might be a little upset. <laughs> I don't know what they're going to do on that I might get very match. upset because, did you, you, okay, you watched the promo segment between all of them yes. on SmackDown Live uh, when Daniel Bryan entered. <laughs> SmackDown Live Live. SmackDown. Yeah. Did I say SmackDown Live twice? No, you didn't, but I, you watched it live. Just go on. <laughs> it's, okay. it's, such a, it's such a weird title. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I don't know why I get caught up on that. But the segment that they did, uh, the thing about it was, Miz and Marie's are so good, and John Cena's good, and Nikki Bella is so bad. Really? On uh, Her promo was really bad. Oh, man. Because Marie's talked about all these things about, like, a contract and probably a reference to Total Divas, but she sounded like she meant all of it. 
And Miz has been having the best promo year of his career and the best work year of his career in terms of his in-ring work. And you finally got to have Daniel Bryan calling him out for it, doing terrible versions of my moves and all that. I don't really want to punch you in the face. And so I'm making this match. And it was really, really good. But I... And, and John Cena's been great. Obviously, old man Cena, old man Logan Cena. See, I don't think Nikki was that bad. I I, I, I don't mind Nikki's promo. She doesn't, from from her sister Brie, where they were a while ago, and Brie never really got that much better, unfortunately. But where, to where Nikki is now in her promos, she doesn't sound like she's reading off a script at all. Maurice was kind of stumbling. I think in the middle of that Miz segment, she kind of lost where she was at, and the Miz kind of had to help her along. I don't know if that was planned, or she just kind of lost where she was at. And then she figured it back out. Nikki, I mean, she doesn't really make mistakes like that. So that's why I almost would say that uh, Nikki had a better promo than Maurice did. Yeah, it's just, I, like, okay, maybe. But the problem is that Maurice may have stumbled a bit, but it was, she sounded flustered. She sounded legitimately upset at these two for heel reasons, for reasons that are basically irrational. But And I wouldn't doubt that that's a true story. Yeah, 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 probably, to some degree. Yeah. I, but they all work together, but so it's right. work shoot. Everything's a work shoot yeah. now. But the problem is that, like Miz and Maurice have passion, whereas Nikki Bella sounds like she's just doing a wrestling story. Like Nikki Bella's feuds, any of her feuds haven't been great because she just looks like she's just sort of talking. Okay. Whereas you get someone yeah, who who does say. stumble on the mic, but at least sounds like they mean it. At least they're convinced uh, that what's going on is real. And I don't know. I just appreciated that more. But thinking back on it, you, I think you might be right. It's probably not as bad as I thought it was, but. No, I didn't think I it was just had a bad. negative reaction to it at first, so <laughs> not into it. But um, yeah, I mean, in real in real life, okay, let's let's take wrestling out of this. In real life, who oh, wins goodness. in a fight, Nikki Bella or Maurice? Maurice, just size. She has a really? huge size advantage. I'm thinking Nikki. Yeah. I think Nikki would would beat her up. Really? Yeah. I think I think Maurice might win because <laughs> she's deceptively like well built. Deceptively, okay. She's sneaky good. Yeah. I don't know. I, I I'd pay to watch it. I don't know. Maurice had a lot of injuries. We are gonna pay to watch it. But then again, so did Nikki days. Bella. But we're gonna pay to see. <laughs> we're gonna see their fake match. Yeah. Okay. What if we just start like shoot fighting? That'd be awesome. That, I would enjoy that. That would be. It'd be like terrible on one hand, but I'd, I, I that'd be bizarre. It'd be uh. That'd be a WrestleMania moment is what that would be. It's going to be a turn, and pregnant Brie Bella is going to come down the ramp and hit Maurice with a chair. It's going to be epic. That, If there was an unprotected head chair <laughs> shot in this match, I I would pop, but let's let's stop speculating because wasn't, this, this is... Wasn't there an unprotected chair shot uh, recently, or, or was I watching something else? You're probably watching something oh, else. I swear, I, I saw uh, one of the... I've watched so much wrestling in the last, like, four days just to catch up. I I swear I saw an unprotected headshot. I might have been, been dreaming. Who knows? But <laughs> probably. Anyways. But go, we're, th- this match is probably going to be okay. Let's stop speculating. It's probably just going to be yeah, all right. <laughs> it'll be all right. It'll be, it'll be fine. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not worried about that. What do you, what do you, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on uh, Shane McMahon and AJ Styles. Uh, I was violently against that idea. I remember. Prior yeah. to Tuesday. I thought this is probably the worst use of AJ Styles you could find. Took a good turn on Tuesday. Short of Jinder Mahal, but oh, Tuesday God. night, he doesn't. He's disgusting, by the way. Jinder Mahal, his, I, dude, his physique is the, like the, out of control. The veins that are popping out of him. I mean, I feel I, I like I'm worried for him. Do you think I think he's like, growing more veins than the human body would have. Like it doesn't even look healthy. No. Yeah, anyways, yeah, but okay. but the AJ Styles <laughs> Shane McMahon feud took a good turn on Tuesday. It was so well done. That window shot that Shane took looked legit. Yeah, you could actually see the gaff tape 
that uh, they were using at one point when because Shane it got hooked on his arm, so he brought it down with yeah, him. But it wasn't that. it wasn't like a special effect failure. It wasn't like the Dean Ambrose thing where it just sparks started <laughs> flying before he hit the table. But or when the forklift is coming in and he's waiting for it to hit him, like why don't you just roll out of the way, man? I laughed at that. That was funny. <laughs> okay, reminded me of the uh, I uh, not the I Quit match, but the empty arena match between Mankind and The Rock back in the day. So that was yeah, fun. that the that was on the Beyond the Mat. Mm-hmm. I think wasn't that no uh, that no, wasn't it. No, that, that was the I Quit match was the one on Beyond. Yeah, the mat. that you're right. You're right. But. Yeah, it was super, super compelling because AJ Styles comes out here and he does the thing I always complain about, which is if the heels are right. He points out, yeah, I have been screwed, but then he responds to it so irrationally that you boo him. So he has a point and you get where he's coming from, but he takes it way too far and gets fired, but then Shane McMahon comes out and wants to fight him. And now I love AJ Styles and I want to see this guy kick his ass. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow, okay. It was it was great. And it SmackDown felt like it was 45 minutes. SmackDown ended, good. and I said, "Oh, that's it, man! I better tune in next week." Raw felt like it was five hours. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem with, with Raw. a two and a half hour beatdown at the end. Well, they cut they cut out like right as Shane McMahon is well, he's got his match or he said he's got the match with AJ Styles, and they cut it. Like it looked like you know the show wasn't supposed to end there, but they were already at two hours, so they can't go over. Something finally looked spontaneous. Yeah, like oh, this wasn't supposed to happen. We're running late. Right. That was really cool. And they will. SmackDown doesn't seem you can't for some reason SmackDown can't run late. They had two hours, they cut it every time. Raw this week was like three hours and fifteen minutes. They always overrun. Yeah, Raw doesn't they have they have some contract where they can run over as long as they want. But um yeah, I like see I wasn't even down in the feud before. I, I was kind of curious about Shane and AJ. Would rather see Shane and Triple H, but um I think this is gonna be a good fun match. There's gonna be some I, there's gonna be some spots in this match. Some yeah. high spots in this match. It's gonna be AJ Styles is gonna be killing himself to sell Shane's offense and Shane is going to be killing himself on offense (laughs) yeah that's my official prediction all right so uh let's get through the rest of this here we have the cruiserweight championship Austin Aries has returned to action and the crowd loves him uh he is a natural heel if you couldn't tell by his commentary he's really funny and entertaining and now the crowd loves him he almost killed Arya Daivari uh maybe concussed with that (laughs) rowing with the uh the backdrop and the rowing elbow uh, and now it looks like he's going to be facing Neville or at least being involved in some sort of match with him at WrestleMania. Uh, I am actually very excited for that. Yeah, that'll be a good match. I, uh, you know, anything that the that the Cruiserweights do to get me more excited about that uh, division, go for it. Yeah, <laughs> they really, they, they can only go up from there. Yeah. And now let's talk about Kevin Owens versus Jericho. Uh, super good feud. Yeah. This is going to be great. Uh, now that it's probably just going to be for the uh, United States title. Uh, I'm glad they waited until they took the championship belt off of him to make Owens into a killer. Uh, he murders Sami Zayn every week now. <laughs> Poor Sami Zayn. If he weren't so good at losing, he wouldn't lose all the time. But really excited for this angle. Owens is probably obviously going over, but they can have a really good match uh, because they can both go. Chris Jericho can somehow still go. I don't understand that at all, but he's a, still a great worker. Uh, and then Kevin Owens is obviously great, and this just keeps getting better. So this is one of the WrestleMania feuds I'm actually really excited about. Yeah, this is going to be a good 30-minute match, I think. The, the, 30 minutes? This this feud went so long, and oh, they were friends went, went forever, and now they're feuding. It's This this deserves a good amount of time to let these guys tell a story inside the ring. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that. At 30 minutes? Yeah, dude. It's going to be long. What if they do Put this the match, on it. like, I mean, third and kill the crowd? <laughs> well, WrestleMania I'd, is, is going to be, like, six hours long. Yeah. So, yeah, they're going to have time for a 30-minute match. Best bring your energy drinks, kids. What, what are you going to do if Goldberg, Brock Lesnar's 30 minutes? 
<laughs> what he's, are they going to do? He's just going to turn it off after 15. Goldberg might actually die. <laughs> Lesnar might get up and leave. Yeah. I don't know. But, okay, let's talk about the SmackDown Championship, uh, which got even weirder this week. Uh, we have Randy Orton committing arson. AJ Styles pointing out that he committed arson and wasn't arrested. I love that he pointed that out. Yeah, that is awesome. He's he's burning down houses and getting uh, more opportunities for it. That's that's good stuff. That was funny. And then uh, he is, Bray Wyatt is smearing ashes on himself. This is getting weirder and weirder, and I sort of like it because I like my wrestling good and fake sometimes. Yeah. Because I'm sick of worked shoots, as we've talked about. So I like me some good schlock wrestling. And these two are both great, and they're probably going to have a good match. Yeah, they're going to have a great match. And what match goes on last, do you believe? Is this the one that goes on last? It's Goldberg-Lesnar, man. Goldberg-Lesnar. There's no way they don't. It's not, the, but then then that's not the main event. Then Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton is the main event, and the whole if you win the Royal Rumble, you get the main event. But there are going to be four main events, Jameson. Oh, they're probably going to be six. Don't get me started on that. Yeah. The main event is the match that goes on last, as CM Punk would say. <laughs> but yeah, Goldberg gonna, and Brock Lesnar does that. deserve it. <laughs> does it? <laughs> it does. It <laughs> should. It? Yeah. But uh, but if you were in the Royal Rumble, you should be in the last match. Ideally, they'd go second or third to last and end it in like five to seven <clears> minutes with a huge surprise and then get you ready for the last match instead of just making you wait for a five to seven minute match. That's so. true. And speaking of CM Punk, how about the chance in the last couple of weeks, cut, especially at Chicago? Man, cut it out. Yeah. It's 2017. He's not... I mean, I love CM Punk as much as anybody, but yeah, the chants are a little, little late. I mean, he's not he's not coming back anytime soon. Pay attention to the show you're watching. Just don't. And I love don't how, CM Punk. I love Stephanie acknowledged it again. She even said his name. Yeah. Rock called CM Punk from the middle of the ring uh, after Raw the other week. Who did? Did you hear about that? The Rock. He called CM Punk from which ring? From the WWE ring. Why was Rock inside the WWE ring? Well, he was shooting a movie uh, <laughs> called Fighting with My Family. This is a real story okay. on Paige and her family wrestling family uh, and they did a match where uh, Austin Aries either girlfriend or fiance Thea Trinidad is playing AJ Lee and there's a wrestler playing Paige and they did a match that was there was a basically a reshoot of Paige winning the Divas Championship for the first time and he called CM Punk but CM Punk didn't answer because he was walking his dog as he explained on Twitter this is all real who explained it on Twitter CM Punk CM Punk said sorry I was walking my dog so what was the point of calling CM Punk? Because they kept chanting CM Punk, so The Rock's uh, like, I'll get him on the phone. Okay. And okay. Vince McMahon probably had five heart attacks <laughs> backstage over this. But. He's got to know. CM Punk knows. I bet he tunes in when they're in Chicago just to see what's going on. I don't think he no, does. He doesn't I, care. I highly doubt he cares. What, oh, I, I was wondering this this weekend. This is the thought that ran through my mind. What is AJ Styles doing? Or not AJ Styles. What is AJ Lee doing right now? Like, what does she do? Well, she has a book coming out. Okay. So she's just writing? Yeah, she's writing. Um, she makes a lot of appearances. She's pretty young to be, you know, retired. Yeah. Well, she's not like an old wrestling person. She's still doing stuff. I just don't keep up with it as much. I just know she has a book coming out okay. called Crazy is My Superpower. I don't know if it already came out or if it is. Because I couldn't tell you one thing. I, I have no idea what she's doing. I was just curious. If she's just following CM Punk around like while he's training... Is, like, I don't he, even know if he is training. No, he's. I don't I think he's ever going to fight again. I haven't been keeping up on the guy. Which is why he needs to just come back. Yeah. Just rule the world. We'll work on that. All right. <laughs> We'll work on that. So, um, anything else? Oh, yeah. Intercontinental Championship feud. Uh, Dean Ambrose, Baron Corbin. Uh, WrestleMania. Okay. Sure. <laughs> Baron Corbin goes over. Baron Corbin's going over, probably. I don't know. But I, I like Baron Corbin. I think uh, he deserves a little bit of a push. Yeah, they're probably going to pull the trigger on him yeah. uh, and see how this goes. So, hopefully, that'll be an entertaining match. Uh, Baron Corbin's last few matches have actually been shockingly good. Really good, so yeah. So, this could turn out pretty great if they do it right. Yeah, I think so too. I'm uh, I'm all in for it. The forklift stuff, kind of cool, I guess. Uh, 
I've, I've driven a forklift in my day and if, if, <laughs> if the forks were coming down at me, I would just roll out of the way as slow as they were going. But that's, that's a side story. That's a cool visual. Yeah. I mean, and I know we're, we're running out of time here. Before we go, I got to let you know, I watched okay. the Macho Man Randy Savage um, documentary on the network and it is spectacular. I, I mean, I knew Macho Man was great, but I didn't know a whole lot about him. And watching this documentary, I, I completely recommend it. Just go watch it on the network because it, it tells a great story. It's a it's a it's a tearjerker. And um, man, Macho Man was he was the dude, man. That was that was an awesome uh, awesome watch. I learned a lot about his story and and uh, how successful he really was. Awesome, man. Yeah. So if you haven't seen that yet, go ahead and give it a look. I'm still waiting on that uh, Ric Flair 30 for 30 from ESPN to come out myself. Uh, hopefully that'll be pretty good. Uh, and that is about everything we have. Um, that's all we have time for today. So thank you for joining us. Follow us on Twitter at RingmasterCMU. I am Grant LaFay for Jamison Galloway. We'll see you next time, Marks. Hey guys, if you're liking this podcast and others, always check us out on iTunes or SoundCloud where you can download and listen to us and stream us live. You can also check us out at cm-life.com. Be sure to check out our Facebook and our Twitter for more information on podcasts and other entertainment on campus.